Oh, hi, everyone. Oh, hi. Oh. Ohio. Ohio State. Kind of fun. Shootings. No. No. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Kent State. I don't know. Why? You love the Kent State gun girl now? I don't love the Kent State gun Lillian girl. Lillian loves the Kent State gun girl. Yeah, I can't get enough of that one harrowing picture. <laughs> um, no. Um, hi, welcome to FOH. <laughs> no, not true. Not the case. <laughs> um, this is a service industry podcast. Uh, I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And we're going to talk to you about uh, just kind of what you might expect. Right. You heard service industry podcast kind of go with your gut. Go with your gut. If this doesn't sound right to you, turn down, turn down the volume and delete us. Maybe you thought this was about the armed services. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's also not about like studio musicians or something. There is another podcast called FOH. Oh yeah, but we were having um, a little dance. I was. They keep mistagging us, which is fine. I don't care. But it's it's like kind of funny because I'm like, it's not just like a dude with bad stringy hair playing a guitar. That's not this podcast. Right. There is a podcast for you if that's what you want. If that's what you're into. Um. So, anyways, if you're still with us. Here we are at this podcast. <laughs> if you're still with us, honestly, God bless you. Honestly, if we thank you us. from the bottom of our hearts. We do. Yeah. Um, great. Well, let's start off with some service stories per usual. Things per that have happened to us during the week in the service to our country. Yes. Sorry, this is a military podcast. <laughs> Sorry, just to, to go back on what we just said. Uh, no, no, no. It is a military. <laughs> military. Army Wives. That yeah, show it's on Army Lifetime. Wives. Do you remember that show? I do. Yeah. Um, I referenced it to someone the other day, and they didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, there's got a, there's a wife show for every profession, you know? I often say. I often say that. <laughs> for, every, for every profession, a wife show on Lifetime yes. about that. Every successful profession, there's a... Every successful (laughs) man, there's a woman on a show on Lifetime. Exactly. Um, Great. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Yeah. So I had one kind of... Saturday was um, very busy for us at my restaurant. And um, we've talked about this often, that it's the busiest night of the week, and then also the dumbest people come in. It's a very interesting Recipe for being mad. Yes. So this five top came in. They were like ordering wine. Da, 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 da. And then this woman was like, do you have any fresh ginger? And I was like, um, I mean, yeah, we have ginger. Yes. We have in ginger. the kitchen. Yes. There is ginger. Um, and she was like, can I just have some fresh ginger? And I was like, um, sure, sure. Which is just really weird because... It's not like pickled ginger is something where I work is a Japanese restaurant. Pickled ginger is definitely something you get in a lot of Japanese places. We don't serve that because we don't serve like sushi and, um, and, but fresh ginger is like not that fun to eat, to be honest. No, it's a, it's a fibrous root. It's a root and it's very potently flavored. Oh yeah. It's intense. And so I like went down to the kitchen and I was like, Hey, this woman is requesting fresh ginger. So they made like a they grated it? They grated it, and they made, like, a little ramkin for her. Which and... is very nice of everybody involved so oh, far. Yeah. I would have said, that's a straight-up gnaw from me, dog. Yeah. And then they got their food, 
and they ordered everything for the table. And then, so people were dropping the food and putting it wherever because they ordered it for the table. And then I guess she had wanted the chicken like specifically for her. And then while the server was still like standing behind her, like putting it on the plate, she was like, they won't give me the food. Like the service here is bad. And like, and so everyone, which is also like, maybe you think that, but like, why would you say it in front of the service? That's not the way to get the service people on your side. Wow. You're not going to get better service after that. Then the final kind of like the kiss was that I was clearing their plates and I went to clear the ginger and she's like, no, I want to keep that. And then they like got dessert and she had this like dumb ramkin full of ginger. Oh and I was like, what are you God. eating your dessert with this fresh ginger? Like you're so weird. And then they left a horrible tip. And of I was like, of course. course you did. Of course. Of course. Um, wow. What a fucking bitch. It was in, it was completely insane. It also like, that doesn't even convey. She was just like, an, a, a, yeah, such a rude was I, you know, when you said that I had a, spiral back to that woman who kept saying fresh to me. I, I wonder know. if it's the same woman. I don't think so because this woman wasn't like, there was no sort of like levity with it. Oh. And there were, and her friends weren't like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Which that woman. There's multiple, I'm assuming blonde white women. Yeah. Was she? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Haunting I'm assuming Williamsburg. Yeah. They, they love to lurk Asking and ask for, for fresh, fresh things. things. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got a fresh and save down here in Queens. You would love the stuff. <laughs> you that would love it. You would go bananas at the oh stuff in the fresh and save is delicious. They got great <laughs> stuff. Got a pork chop there. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> um, just so disgusting. <laughs> so rude. I was like, whoa, God, Williamsburg is actually just so fucking terrible. And I, it's just the worst. It's horrible. And also I was just like. Uh, it's fine if you I get it eating is a really emotional experience for a lot of people and sometimes you need to do something weird to I guess take the edge off okay Um, (laughs) giving people a lot here (laughs) but like at least acknowledge just be like hey I'm really sorry yes the fresh ginger thing it's very weird nobody just eats raw fresh ginger I acknowledge that but yet I would like that is that all right yeah is it okay is it possible I, I happy to you know happy to pay for it happy to pay or whatever wowzers what anyway, a psychopath such, such a bitch and i was like yeah if you even if you do if you ask someone to do something uh extra special for you and then you also hate everything else about your experience you still have to give a good tip yeah sorry sorry bitch sorry bitch um <clears throat> fun Fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, my service story, if you'd like to know it. I would. Okay. <laughs> I would. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Sometimes I just want you to say, and what's your service story? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of want that um, interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I am on the edge of my seat. Okay, well, good. Uh, I make Kelly sit on a small bench <laughs> to record. So, um, anyways, yeah, my story, uh, I mean, it's not especially interesting, but I'll tell it anyways. Um, <clears throat> we were also really busy, uh, so busy, in fact, due to several extenuating circumstances, we had to 86 quite a lot of food, mm. an almost 
<laughs> almost unacceptable <laughs> amount of food. Come in, just tell people. No, I had to. And yeah. here's the thing. I don't like anything that I start out as with a deficit. Oh, no. If I'm already going to be like, yo, here's the deal. We have like, we don't have like literally five things that you probably want. And they're going to be like, wow, I'm mad. And I'm going to be like, I know. And that sucks. But also you suck. So these people came in late. Mm -hmm. So they really were like, they also were kind of pushing it. They came in late. So a group of them, I heard an English accent and I heard a French accent. And I said, my, my blood ran cold. Yeah. I was like, what demons have descended for a late dinner at the bar? Literally the worst thing you could do, Mm because then I can't close down. It's a nightmare. Anyways, we sat down, and because we didn't have a bunch of stuff, and they were obviously like, oh, that sucks, I really wanted that, and then I had to be, like, extra nice to them, even though they sucked, which I was like, no, it's, like, torture. Don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. So I had to be like, oh, God, I really had to get it up for them in a way that I just, like, did not want to. And I just was like, jokey, joke, joke, like, flirty, flirt, flirt. And then at the end, (laughs) they wanted me to box up this, like, part of a pork that they didn't eat. And they were like, you know, for the, you know, the cats down the way. And I just found myself saying... I actually don't know the cats down the way, but I like enunciated it so much that it sounded like incredibly hostile because it like kind of was. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm I actually know the cats they're talking uh, about. unfamiliar with the cats down the way. The Greenpoint, there's Greenpoint cats. No, those cats. There's like that cat sanctuary by your restaurant. Oh, I wonder if that's what it was. I mean, that's what I would assume. Well, anyways, um, but you're not supposed to feed the cats in the cat oh. sanctuary. It says on the cat sanctuary, don't feed the cats. Lillian works by a cat sanctuary. <laughs> I look at them every day and I love them so much. They're, oh, I didn't know you weren't supposed to feed no, them. No, they're there. They're being taken care of. It's a sanctuary. You know what? That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyways, so they're like, yeah, can you just like, can you kind of scrape off the, <laughs> the bits around the pork? For the cats, because I don't think they're going to like that part. Like this, they're like the Dijon They're glaze. not going to like it if you could just... I was like, yo, I'm not fucking licking clean this piece of pork so you can feed it to an animal. You idiot. Are you oh out of God. your mind? And I was like, I'll just box it up for you. I was like, are you crazy? No. And then, of course, we didn't have, like, the dessert they wanted. It just kept getting, like, and I had to be, like, here's the Mamaro. Like, bah, bah, bah. does that chocolate cake make up for the bah, bah, bah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, kill myself, kill myself. I hate that. I was a true hero that night to myself in that one moment. And that cat. And that cat. Down the way. I hope you're happy. <laughs> cat down the Monsieur, way. <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Wait, that was the girl. He was a skunk. Anyways. Oh, interesting. I forgot Victim that. of sexual assault <laughs> cat in the Pepe well, Le Pew. she deserves <laughs> She a deserves a pork chop. <laughs> harassed for years. 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 Even but she though, ended up falling in love with Pepe, right? I don't know. I feel like he was, like, drugging her all the time <laughs> and stuff. Every time, can I tell you a secret on this podcast on the sure, internet? Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I was like, she's an idiot. I was like, Pepe Le Pew is amazing. 
I mean, yeah, of I was course. like, he's so sexy. He's, As a kid, I was like, he's, he's French. He's wildly rambunctious. He loves her. He has a, a joie de vie. He knows the good life. He knows the good life. <laughs> and he has a lot of energy <laughs> and a zest for life. I was like, girl, you're a dumbass. Get me in that cartoon. <laughs> I mean, we all had crushes on cartoons. It's so fucked up that when you're a kid, you just like want to fuck animals because like you've been conditioned. Not like, but that, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, I'm saying as a child, you're like, you, the only romantic attachment you have in that way in the beginning is like, oh, to Robin Hood, who is a fox. And then oh, I'm like, Robin Hood. he's yeah, one top three. I know, he's incredibly sexy in that cartoon. It's like, fucked up yes <clears throat> so that's what i'm saying it's under weird. socialism that will be the only cartoon children are allowed to see and all women will have fetishes for those little caps those little caps with a feather yeah. i mean done already yeah. and i just went to the ren fair so <laughs> doubling down um <laughs> no it's so hot the 70 the late 60s early 70s Disney era of animation where they're it's very angular I love those mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty all that stuff love Sleeping Beauty yeah I love at the end when they the the fairies or whatever are like that's Cinderella I think wasn't it oh where they're switching the color of her dress they can't no you're right it's Sleeping Beauty I'm wrong she's in the ballroom and they're yeah and they keep, yeah so cute so cute um <clears throat> okay well <laughs> Disney podcast over back to FOH our podcast um Kelly, this was your subject oh, choice yeah. this this well, week. In honor of Spooky Month, someone who's been haunting our podcast for a long, <laughs> long time. It's not. Oh, it will be Spooky Month by the time this yeah. comes out. Fuck. The Spectre haunting queens. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically doing an episode about uh, restaurant reviewers. Yeah, and you know who that means. <laughs> <laughs> Petey, can you hear me? That's Petey, our. Can you hear me? That's like the Rosie O'Donnell. You know, did you ever watch the Rosie O'Donnell show? I didn't. She had a little button that said, "Tommy, can you hear me?" Oh, because she loved Tom Cruise. She loved Tom Cruise. So, we've got a little yak back with Petey. Can <laughs> you hear me? Wow, really cool. Um, but should we take a take a large frame and then we should zoom in? Yeah, I'll I'll go first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I. Yes, yeah, so of course you all know why we selected this topic. We are obs- we are both obsessed with Pete Wells, um, and then I was also really interested in the only other full time food critic employed by a newspaper is um, Soleil Ho, and she is a Korean woman who works for uh, the San Francisco Chronicle with uh, Zodiac stuff. <laughs> I mean, not directly, but same newspaper. <laughs> And she is the Zodiac Killer. So that's a really interesting. (laughs) Oh, Zodiac stuff. Yeah. I mean, Son of Sam wrote to the New York Times, right? Didn't he? Or did he? Who did he write to? Yeah, uh, I want. It's got to be the post. Yeah, something. you got to figure. <laughs> I am dying. Fuck, I'm so stupid. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I 
Okay. Anywho. So, yeah, she writes for the San Francisco Chronicle. <laughs> and she's just been doing... Um, she sort of represents, like, a, a new generation of food criticism, which is, like, she... Well, first of all, food critics always used to be anonymous. Obviously, that's not possible anymore. And because her name is literally very distinctive. Right. Um, so she's, like... She... One of her first columns, she was, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not anonymous. And... And, like, the kind of, like, meaning of that and the undertaking of that. And she's like, of course, I want to have a true experience of a restaurant. But is it, like, how is it meaningful to have food criticism from a queer woman of color? Mm -hmm. And, like, how does that color the way that we talk about food and the way that you think about food that I'm talking about? Because, and she's, um, like, kind of repeats this idea that, like, which I had never really thought of, but is true is like that restaurant reviews and all food writing is like sort of this inherently aspirational writing, Hmm. which I always think of like, you know, like you look at something like a goop, very obviously like an aspirational. Yeah. But like a restaurant review, especially because we're in New York and obviously I'm reading like Pete Wells's reviews most frequently. It's like, it doesn't feel so aspirational to me often because it's just like, Oh, right. Like we could go to those restaurants. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, it just feels accessible. So it was, like, an interesting, I don't know. That yeah. Just made, give me a pause. No, that is interesting. Um, and it's interesting to have someone like that employed at, you know, like, that. Yeah. that's really incredible. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so she's written a lot about, like, going to restaurants in the face of climate change, in the face of the changing nature of San Francisco as a city Mm. and going to these aspirational restaurants surrounded by tech people, you know, I mean like basically it sounds like a hideous job. It sounds really bad. Yeah. Like she has to go like, obviously San Francisco it's, which does have, I think like after New York has the most Michelin stars of any city, it's like has this huge dining scene, but it's all funded by it's gross. And you went there. I went there. I went there and found it uh, very, it, it was, it did not feel like a vibrant place to me. Yeah. Obviously. And it didn't feel, um, I mean, I guess New York is the same way, but I feel like, uh, I mean, there's definitely places you can walk in and go to little shops and like we did that and like went and got delicious dumplings and so like you can do that still, but the, the dining scene as it, as it stands is yeah grotesque yeah to me and i don't and i'm not super educated on it but yeah just from a feeling of visiting yeah and so she's like talked about that and talked about she's like i've been invited to noma in copenhagen like so many times Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm not gonna go she's like she literally says she's like it's asking for the guillotine to like fly to copenhagen to go to dinner at the like most exclusive restaurant in the world yeah and Um, so she's just a very interesting, like kind of response to this, like history of like this, like secreted food critic who is writing in this very like removed way of like, yes, I'm in New York. Right. You know, and she wrote this review that Pete Wells himself tweeted about where she went to, which it was just the perfect, I said, I can't wait to talk to Lily about Mm. this because it's this, um, 
bar in San Francisco called um, like La Colonial. Okay. And inspired by, opened after Indochine, oh, your favorite yes, restaurant. That I've never been to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the true, true heads know that we are obsessed. Um, so it's like this restaurant in San Francisco that's been open since like the late 70s that's um, supposed to replicate like a bar in Saigon. So it's it's supposed to be this like colonial. It's literally called like right, the colonial. Yeah. Like it's like this colonial site, and then it is supposed to have this like like new. It's like tiki drinks, Vietnamese food, okay. basically the whole nightmare. Yeah. We often talk about how tiki can have these racial, and then like weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And she was like, A, she was like, it was not very good. It was like the standing review for the paper was two and a half stars. And she was like, no, no, it's not good. <laughs> She's like, the drinks are nearly undrinkable. The food is under seasoned, poorly plated. Like she was just like, it's not, not good. good. Yeah. And, and then she was also discussing, she was like, and why is this a thing and she was like it's a motif in dining it's this is not an isolated restaurant and she was just talking about the fantasy of colonialism and i don't know she's wow. a very interesting writer and i she's very political and she's very um she's a she's a very cool new generation of critic. yeah that's really interesting yeah um not yeah definitely not what we're used to and obviously most reviewers are like cis men and yeah. they're white and they're, yeah, that's who they are. Yeah. And that's who's been dominating everything. For, yeah. I mean, everything in general and in food writing. Yeah. You know? And yeah, so she's just like, she's a very interesting writer and I definitely recommend everyone check her out. She also writes just these little like weekly columns that are not like full on reviews. They're just like kind of the stuff she's thinking of and, Definitely recommend everyone to check cool. her out. That's I think so interesting, especially holding her in dialogue with Pete Wells. Whew. I'm loving that. I'm <laughs> yeah. Loving that for us. I'm loving that for <sighs> them. I'm loving that for the San Francisco Chronicle. The Fam- Chronicle, famously known <laughs> as a newspaper. Zodiac. Zodiac wrote too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we all we know all, it. and know. that's their. Um, you know how the and it goes to tiki drinks because. The New York Times says all the news that's fit to print. The San Francisco Chronicle says paper, paper. of the Zodiac. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> It's their whole thing. <laughs> oh, I just got to say real quick, shout out to one of my all-time favorite movies, Zodiac. Oh, I love that movie. Where, and what I was referencing was when um, fucking Robert Downey Jr., who mm-hmm. does an incredible job in that movie. He's he so good. really acts his ass off. And he, uh, they go to a tiki place and he's drinking a blue, or no. It's, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's like, what are you drinking? And then they both end up drinking, drinking it and getting yeah. drunk. Great scene. Great scene. Really, really perfectly Great scene. scene. Ugh, that is, it's such a, I could, I, I know, could I know, I know. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. 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 Um, <clears throat> so. I love that I know, it's, it's time for a rewatch. We what? should do a Patreon episode because it's spooky and the spooky. killer. Perfect. We'll do is Okay, great. Patrons, put, that, put a pin in that. We're doing that. Um, I just, real quick little factoid, not that we're like big on that on this podcast, but um, first known in, in New York, mm-hmm. uh, 
what could be thought of as a food, like a review, a restaurant review. Yeah. 1859, Ooh. New York Times, and it was called, like, How We Dine. Um, and it, it was an anonymous author, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, which was old school. And, um, yeah, they didn't even know what to call it. It wasn't called, like, they didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really sweet the way they... <laughs> was, I did it, so I did a thing. So I, hey, everybody, so I did a thing. And that's what the newspaper yeah. said in 1859. <laughs> They're like, whoa, between brothers. <laughs> and also, we went, we did a thing. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. Okay. <clears throat> How we dine, but the the description for this piece, or what the what the author said in in the piece, was like, and I was sent to like dine at every place I could. Like it was like go to like the tiniest restaurant and the grandest restaurant. It was like it was really like it was like this exciting call to arms. It was like very I don't know. It was like very precious to me mm, for some reason. I'm imagining the gentleman in the, the waistcoat. And yes, the- a little arm. Nope, that's a Nazi. Okay, um, I was like a little armband, and then I was like, no. Mm. I was thinking of the um, like the old timey bartenders had a little strap oh, around. Oh yeah, there. they do. Hold up their sleeves while they bartend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's like a garter. Yeah, it's like a garter for, but your, for your arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, and that's true. Moving, Moving on. on. Um, <clears throat> so. I mean, you know a little bit about, like, the history as far as, like, when... I don't know when it turned from... I think it was probably, I guess, the 90s when, like, the food media boom was happening. Yeah. When Food Network was happening, that was all getting started. The the very first beginnings of, like, possibly food celebrities and chefs. For sure. Because before that, the New York Times reviewers were famous people. Yeah. It was like Craig Claiborne, who's like very famous and very influential on still yep. food writing and um, Ruth Rachel. And, but they could be anonymous because not only because <clears throat> of no internet, but because they were influential in their sphere. Yeah. It wasn't a, yeah. But it's not like who really cares? Yeah. I mean, nerds yeah, <clears throat> and us who are cool, but also know about this stuff. Yeah. But it's cool. But it's cool. So, um, well, that I mean, it's it is just like so dumb to talk about the internet. But I'm tired of it. But it's is really it's just really crazy to be like you could like we've talked about it before. You could be anonymous in a way that you just can't mm-hmm. anymore. And like the fact that like that made it even more insider because you'd be like, what does this person who writes for the New York Times for food, what does she even look like, and how would I know that? Right. And so, like, you you can't know that because they they would hide their faces. Yeah. And so, like, no. And so, like, people who like were very, very, very in the know would know right. her and would recognize her at their restaurant, and a chef would maybe do the research and figure out what this person. But can you imagine not having access to someone's face who can determine that your restaurant? Yeah. Like, that is crazy. It's crazy. It's also like something that happens now is like when Pete Wells comes into a restaurant, people will like snap a picture on the phone and mm-hmm. then like kind of try to circulate to the, that to their staff. Cause his only headshot that's circulated is like years old. Right. And that like the paper runs. 
And but like, what did you do? You couldn't. There was no sneaking a photograph no. back in the day. No, you know, it's like you had the flash bulb. They literally. had a whole. Yeah, you had to stand under a velvet thing, and you had to squeak a birdie. <laughs> It no. was the 90s. You no. know, you couldn't take a picture without... You couldn't. It was a tin type. It was a tin type. You said it hold still for three minutes. <laughs> They're like, why? <laughs> Craig Claiborne's like, no. Uh, absolutely not. I'm not going to. Um, and I was watching... Oh, God. This is really, <laughs> really huge for me. I was watching... This, and I wanted to read about it, but the Times said, no, we're going to make you watch 14 five-minute videos of this interview with fucking the, <laughs> Sam Sifton, yeah. Ruth Rachel. Yes. Um, and what's the other guy's name? Biff. Some guy named Biff. Some guy named Biff. Some old dude named Biff. Um, and then Pete was offside. So, yeah. So this is the thing is that they were interviewing them. I didn't watch the first like intro video because they were talking about like, how do you stay anonymous and what do you do and blah, blah, blah. It was just all very, very interesting. Um, Also, they would cut to the crowd and just be like old people falling asleep. And I was like, of course. (laughs) They're like, anybody, uh, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Cut to the crowd and like no one's smiling. Like it was like everyone's like sitting there. Anyways. That's um, also... Whatever. don't cut to the old people don't in the crowd like to it. don't do it and then it. also don't criticize me for looking at my phone it's like i wish those people were looking at their phone yeah they're like no no i'm no. um, just a lot of like moma gift shop scarves just like <laughs> staring straight ahead um <clears throat> anyways so yeah so they're all talking and then like out of fucking nowhere it's like voice of pete wells and disembodied pete wells chimes in and i was like and i i put this on our instagram today but i threw i literally threw my phone (laughs) in excitement because last time we were like i was like i don't know what pete wells sounds like yeah and now you do he sounds just like my friend ben dreyer and i was losing my mind yeah Anyways, <clears throat> it's because obviously Pete Wells, so he's, he's not so, anonymous, but he's, they still try to create. So that's the thing is that they, the reason why, he, <laughs> the reason why he made a joke about it. He's very funny. He's, funny ve- he actually is very funny. No, I like his he's, writing. I he's, think he's great. Yeah. Um, but they were, yeah. Cause he, I think it was a few years ago and I think he was semi newly mm. on the job. Um, but yeah, they don't want him to be like very, very readily recognizable. They still try a little bit, even though the internet's kind of, but as we've talked about, some of the only pictures of Pete Wells is that one picture. Creeper shots. And then creeper shots. Yeah. Because, which is so fascinating, is that all of these people use disguises mm-hmm. to go into restaurants and they use fake names and they go with celebrities, which is a common thing. Yes. They go to distract the wait staff. Uh, I think Pete Wells is friends with Jason Biggs, and they go into restaurants okay. together. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting factoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Wells dining with Jason Biggs. If you see Jason Biggs, look for a little Petey. Okay, they might be. Have- I did read a piece in the New Yorker where he was talking about sitting next to Jimmy Fallon. Incidentally, yes. they got seated next to each other. Did you read that? I did. Okay. But you can tell. T- oh, just that he was like. Um, <laughs> And I don't even think he was reviewing it. I think, like, the man has to eat He has eat to also. eat. Yeah, it's hard. Um, and so he was sitting next to Jimmy Fallon, and he was like, it was, like, Jimmy Fallon was getting so much obvious attention, like, extra dishes sent off to him, and he's like, I never get that. It's just 
everything comes out so slowly because the chef has to plate everything so perfectly when I'm there. And he's like, and everyone tops off my water glass all the time, but they don't like acknowledge what's because you, you're you not supposed to you can't acknowledge. And so you can't be like, hi, Mr. Wells or like whatever. Like, thank you so much for coming in. Like it's an honor. Like, so everyone's just like so much attention to him, but no, they, de- they can't they explain can't, why. And they can't like send out dish it. Like it's yeah. like, you can't, cause it's like a bribe and it's like, the the etiquette is so that you are quote unquote treated like everyone else, but you're mm-hmm. obviously not. Yeah. So and that is the that's the huge like what you were mentioning before is that's the huge problem with being a restaurant reviewer, a, f- a famous one. Yeah. Um, and which is like one of the classic pieces of writing from Ruth Rachel. Yeah. Which was she went to? Am I saying it's Rachel, right? Rachel. Rachel. I it's Rachel. So. Yeah. Um, she did a review. In the 90s, it was like 96 or something, whatever. Um, and she went to a very, very fancy restaurant in New York City. I think it was Le Cirque or something. Yeah. And she, so she is a real, she's a real character. She's I a love, very funny writer. She's very funny. She's a really, really, I think she's just a great writer. I love her. She's still on like Twitter and stuff. And her Twitter is like very charming. She's, she's, she's great. She's a great lady. Um, she does, she was talking about, uh, she had some very funny anecdotes about how she plays, she would fully play characters yeah. going into restaurants. So she was like, I have this one woman who's a hippie and everyone <laughs> loves her and she gets like extra stuff and like just all this she wears like weird wigs and like so like she gets to and it's like very funny and playful but she's doing it for like very like serious reasons that Mm -hmm. actually get her the desired results which is to just be treated like everyone else yeah which is what you what you want right if you're giving an honest review but she said that her kid she's this funny story about how her kid um loves one of her characters a lot (laughs) yeah and like hates you know like or like is a like likes the character more than his actual mom yeah very funny (laughs) she's so nice you know um which i thought was very funny she has very funny um memoirs as well yeah a couple memoirs about that time in her life and they're very funny and it's uh, what a fabulous time to be alive a food reviewer in new york in the 90s god damn to me that's like the most it's like exactly everything that I think is fun and interesting in this world. Yeah. She got to live. Yeah. And now we get to live in this fucking hell world. Um, So unfair. It's really, I like not to be like a YouTube commenter that like music used to be so good or whatever, but I truly like despair every day that I'm in this timeline. And I know that that I, I know it's like, Oh, I'm a white woman. that I know I'm a, but like, just get rid of all that other stuff that I know is on. I know is not good about the past, but just purely in a media based <laughs> desire. I don't want to be in this timeline. You I, know what I'm everything, like technology, uh, media, corporate, that all of the stuff makes everything, you want to die. We're it's, in the worst. We are in the worst. We're in the worst. And it just really fucking sucks. It's, it's like, uh, honestly, heart wrenching. No wonder I need my pills again. Um, Anyways, so anyway, she so wrote Pete. a review. No, I want to hold on. I'm not done with Ruth, and then we'll get yeah, to we'll Pete. Yeah, we'll get back. Okay, so Ruth, uh, she just, I just real quick, she wrote these two reviews back-to-back of this fancy restaurant. The first time as an unrecognized person. Mm-hmm. She wasn't recognized. Second time she went in, they fucking rolled out the red carpet. And it was really interesting to see both. And you're like, okay, so that's just like the insane difference. Just like she was given like multiple desserts. She didn't ask for, they would just open wine for her. You know, I mean, it's obviously like, but I think that that is bad service. Yeah. 
what they're doing, you know? And so like she, she dropped their stars cause she was like, no, fuck this. Yeah. You treated me like absolute shit when I came here before with my friend and you didn't recognize me. Yeah. You know, and it was, and it was really interesting. And it, I think that's what makes her so compelling. And that's what makes Pete Wells so compelling. And this other woman, what's her name? Sorry. Salejo. Um, is that the concept and idea of punching up as a restaurant reviewer is huge. Yes. And that's, and it's not these like fawning, like, Oh, per se. And that's what Pete Wells famously did a review of per se. Another really, really, really fancy restaurant where they like give you a choice of fucking what pen you want to sign your bill with level bullshit. Yeah. And he was like, this place is mediocre and it has fall. Either it was great and it's fallen or whatever, whatever. And he Mm -hmm. took away their, their rating and and it's just really like that's what you you absolutely love to see it because it's you like love to see he's it. not they're not going to be like this mom and pop place sucks it's like of course it does yeah whatever it's not interesting yeah what is interesting is taking places to tasks that charge exorbitant amounts of money yeah that make people feel like it's the height of luxury and it's like actually like emperor has no clothes my dude what is this? You yes. know? He also, like, Pete Walls famously, he gave Senior Frogs, like, like a really good review and was like, I loved going here. That's the thing is he's like, this restaurant is doing the best at what it does. Yes. And that's what it's really, truly about. Yes. Um, I was just reading on Twitter, someone published Roger Ebert's review of, like, um, mm, yeah, that they, someone just circulated this. It was his review of, like, The, the Mummy. I, the Mummy. And he was just like, we all have this in us to be delighted and whatever it is, just go for it. And he was like, I am delighted by this movie. He's like, is it good? No, no. I love it. Yeah. And that's, I think Pete Wells speaks to that really well. Like he, a couple years ago gave this yakitori place in hell's kitchen, like four stars. Cause he was just like, I don't know. It's just good. Yeah. Like I like going in there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I think he, he, I was reading some of his kind of thoughts and like his process on choosing restaurants, and it, it is really interesting because he's like, either it's a place that I just like know I have to review because it's like a hot chef. It's everyone's yeah. talking about it. I have to go, I have to go, and I go, you know? Yeah. Or it's something that I think is like underrepresented and I'm like interested in it and like it's a new thing and, you know, I'm just like curious. Or it's something that I think encapsulates like another issue I want to talk about in food, which I was like, oh yeah, like if you like maybe going to a gratuity free place, you know, yeah. or, or something like that. That's like, what is that? What you know? How does this affect? Yeah, the food or whatever the service. Um, and yeah, it was, he's. I think to be a really good food writer, you do have to be like so sensitive and critical in like very specific ways that that connect you and, and I don't know, it's just like, it's a very like touching job done well. I think so too. It's really powerful not to be like stupid about it, but, um, yeah, I don't know when, when someone's smart and like engaged and thinking about thinking politically, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It's not just someone saying like the filet mignon was, like the, the fucking adjectives and the lavish praise. And it's, it's not about that. Yeah, if it's good, it's not about that. Yeah, and I think people love to make fun of Pete Wells or call him like Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete. People were pissed. People were pissed about that. Like it, that freaked people out. 
the per se thing. Oh yeah. 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 yeah for people were sure. like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like people were like, this is changing fine dining. Yeah. He, I think people love to criticize him. People in the industry love to criticize him, but he, I think has a really keen eye. Yep. And I think he cares deeply about the restaurant industry. And that's something that we all relate to. Yeah. Um, and I would much rather read his writing than fucking Frank Bruni. Ooh. Again, true heads of the pod. No, I hate Frank Bruni. Didn't we quote, we quoted him in that gender one we did. Yeah. Um, he sucks. Yeah. He's not the best. Um, but yeah, Pete Wells. <sighs> damn. We love him. We love him. Um, I'm sorry to say. We love I'm, him. You know what? I'm not sorry to say. And I... <laughs> you know I'm what? not. I stand by it. Um, I mean, the thing is, anyone, the thing that about restaurant... And, and I know that they feel this, and they feel bad, and it's a weird job, and For it's sure. insane. It's an insane thing to do. And they hold a lot of power, and I know they feel guilty. Like, it's like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think anyone that strikes fear is like, it's natural for us to be like, but Hey, fuck Pete Wells. Yeah. Cause it's like scare. Like I've had like panic attacks being like, what the fuck would I do if Pete Wells walked in right now? Mm-hmm. Even though he's just like a dude who loves food. It's like, it's there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like the terror of that is like, it's so visceral. If you work in the fucking, yeah. like I texted you or you texted me that day that he came into where you work. Yes. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. I just want to, just want to shake the man's hand, you know? I would love to, I would love to serve him. Yo, I, you would really excel. I think it would be so fun. You would do a great job. Thank you. If Pete Wells came into where you work, I, you're the, you're the gal for the job. Ugh, I mean, I would love God, it. I hope that you're the gal that gets that job if that ever happens. <laughs> 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 I I would love that. I just think that would be so fun. It would be hard for me if I if he was The thing is is like where I work, I don't think he would be reviewing because it's just like it's a restaurant that's been around for a million years. But it so I think it would be fun if I could just acknowledge like it would be hard for me to go and serve him and have to pretend that he's not Pete Wells and I'm just serving him, but it would be fun if he just came in and I could be like, "Hey, I just want you to know I admire you." Yeah. And we can have a little fun we can have a, a little, little a little we can yuck it up a little bit <laughs> i mean if we if this podcast ever gets uh famous i what it what i'm putting this out into the universe an event with pete wells oh, that would be so fun. i mean just kind of the, that would be and then i would be like i would shoot myself in the head the next day because it couldn't get any better oh my god that would be so fun i would love to do like um I would love to do like a round table. I don't know. Wouldn't that be fun to do like <laughs> now Gonquin round table with Pete Wells? <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to do like a like a dinner with like the New York like food scene, but we just get to sit with Pete Wells? <laughs> He's doing a food festival. Okay, sign me up. I'm there. Hi, Pete. Uh, we run a small podcast, a weekly podcast that I edit in my home in <laughs> Queens on a laptop, and we would like to speak with you. Can we have a moment of your time, Can sir? Can we have a moment of your time? What What are they accepting applications? No, no. I mean, I think it's like happening. Oh, it's happening. We'll We'll talk about it. We'll okay, look we'll it talk. up. We'll, we'll look do it up. a sneak. If attack. anyone um, has a connect to there, if you're sound, if you're costuming, I don't know. A costuming for the food festival. Yeah, they have to wear the chef's whites. I don't know. 
I don't know. I was imagining us like spy kid style or something, just like hiding in a laundry truck of like chef whites yes, at the food festival. That's and what then, we're gonna do. And then kind of shuffling out in a big hat in like a big chef's hat. Maybe we're under one giant hat, you and I, and it's mm-hmm. like the hat moves down the sidewalk with us under it. Like we're, yeah, and then we kind of pop out. That. I'm seeing. And that. then we're on a little cart with food, and we get wheeled into the main room, yep. and then we jump yep. out and get into a seat, and we're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, we obviously belong here." Yep, we're already in. That's how we're gonna get in. Okay, perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect plan. Pete Wells um, adopted. Little fact. He's adopted. He's adopted? He's adopted. Grew up in Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. I sent you those pics of him doing theater. Oh, yeah. Kelly sent me pictures that I will be looking at later in private. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Of Pete Wells in musical theater, which I could... I'm breathless. (laughs) (laughs) She's breathless. (laughs) Okay. You have to listen. Well, we have to watch that thing where this the <laughs> the voice. voice of Pete Wells yes. pops up. <laughs> I would it's love. Really quite stunning. Anyways, we should be food reviewers. Ugh, that would be so fun. I just really just want to always play a character in public, so I think it would really work for <laughs> me. Yeah. Anyways, um, well, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Guys. Oh, please send us in your horror stories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if you're a longtime listener, you know that one time, because this podcast has only been going for a year, but we like to do every October a horror story episode. Month. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it again. That's a lot of spooky content. But yeah. we like to hear from you. What's the worst thing that you've ever done or seen serving or working in a restaurant with the worst guest story? And I, it has to be... Primo. It has to be like not just like this lady was mean to me. It has to be like like our our one last year that was the really the best one involved cutting a rubber band off a man's testicles. Yeah. So like so bring that kind heat. of get getting down and dirty. Like what's the grossest shit yeah. you've ever seen? It has to be nigh on unbelievable. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, but don't make it up. But don't make it up. But we'll know. We'll know. I I mother knows. I'm I'm the mother and I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, send them in, DM us, uh, email us, whatever form you'd like to take. Don't, someone asked, and bless you, thank you, but someone said, can I send a voice memo? And I said, no. No, you can't. You can't send a voice memo in because we're going to hopefully read them aloud. So yeah, I can't memorize it. No, it's yeah. not going to work. So just write it down. I'll read it. I've gotten, we've gotten a good one so far. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much. You're consistently right. our favorites. Love you guys. Bye.